0: on this week's episode of the Chris and Andre show
1: Life let's talk <laughs> about the, the the basis of marriage one there's a lot of cultural differences there's a lot of religious differences marriage. but i think we can i think marriage. we can judge it. we can derive it down to the fact that not everyone has the same viewpoint of what marriage is, or what constitute a marriage, let alone a good one. <clears throat> and I can use my wife in that example. For her, love, like just the feeling of love, is a marriage. You that is something you are in a marriage until that love is gone, and then you, you can you just detach from it. For me, it was marriage is 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 a commitment. It's a it's like a contract you make with with your spouse and God to both protect and honor continuously, regardless how much you love or hate somebody. And that, for us, in that particular situation, it didn't mesh well. For, I mean, it did really well for a while, but as soon as, as as things started getting difficult in life, like you said, you grow apart. So I don't fault her for that. You know, I, I, if, that, if anything, this happening in the way it's happening, is teaching me how to be a, a more, more well-rounded person, let alone an adult. Um, so so I think yeah, that's what the if base I told you love is not a feeling
0: what if I told you people think love is a feeling but what if I told you that's technically not true
1: and it's it's but an it, action but
0: isn't anything what if I
1: told you I what, love what, you, what do you when you argue <laughs> when you I would say I'll I'll I love you too I'll tell you honestly when it comes to people's interpretations of things it's very personal like Love is a a difficult concept for people to even understand, let alone obtain from another human being. So it's hard to, you know, it's not like, you know, like Chris and I, I meet him for the first time. Like, what's your take on Suicide Squad? Okay, now I can base the rest of your shit on that. I can't just walk up to a woman and be like, define what love is and how do we acquire this? Like, that's not going to work out. That's going to be very awkward. And if it's not awkward, please call me because that's the kind of woman I want. (laughs)
2: 555 fire guy Joe
0: 555 fire guy Joe do do smoke signals I'll come up here's the thing that I realized like because like no no relationship is perfect right it's just not, not it's not in the cards the reality is like my wife we're on two different spectrums of culture we're on two different spectrums of like how we Accept things emotionally. Oh, don't get me started. If you're kidding. different heights. <sighs> oh, she's mad short. She's like barely four. I was saying, a like, there's right. <laughs> some positions you just can't do safely. Thank <laughs> no, you.
1: Can't. you
0: get a, <laughs> step stool. Get <you> <laughs> <have> the rubber <laughs> grips so my, on it. <clears throat> so my my point is this: like, it's if you look at love as an as an emotion, you're halfway there. The reality is like the true definition of love is by what you do, how you respond to things. And there are times where you have to be, you know, you have to be full of grace to truly love someone. It's so different than it's, well, it is different than how you love your kids because your kids are going to do things eventually that you're like, what the hell are you doing? Right. But it doesn't, doesn't stop go there. Why are you doing
1: that? You're going to suffocate.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah. So there, there is a difference of you know, of, like it really. It's not about how you feel, and I'm okay with the fact that my wife doesn't like me three out of seven days a week, right? Oh, wow, just three. That's a that. good ratio, man. High five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we're older. We're just kind of like, yeah, it's okay, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so, but it's. But that's the. It, it's more of the looking at it, not as a feeling, but as the actions you do, right? Yeah. So case in point, uh, a few months back, um, we got into this fight on a Friday or something. It had to be Thursday, because I went to work Friday, didn't talk, and Saturday morning, I did what I was normally doing. I, I got up that morning, I made her coffee, and I made her breakfast, and I brought it to her in bed. Aww. And she puts on Facebook. No, hear so me cute. out. She puts that's on cute. Facebook. Is this love or is he setting me up? <laughs> I mean, I know I get that. It I, <laughs> I get that. But, but my point is, in like for me, like I never saw that that post on Facebook because I'm not on Facebook, but my brother told me about it. And his wife was like, that's the type of love I want, right? Where well, you can disagree, but it doesn't change who you are. You're you're okay to be mad. <clears> <throat> you're okay to be upset. It's okay to not like my wife, and it's okay for her to not like me for a couple days a week. But after that, is that my ride or die partner? And those—that's how you have to look. That's how I look at. That's what makes it healthy, and it, it helps me to get through the tough times in marriage. Marriage is hard. I've told Chris this a lot of times. Like, look, dude like you can't prescribe these things like your wife it's like it's not the way it works yeah. because i'm sure you're doing shit she doesn't like either so and, and that's that's how i look at it see so i like the how you said you can't prescribe those kind of things because
1: on a real personal level like that's that was the, the achilles heel to my relationship it was always what can you do for me why aren't you doing enough for this You this is what you have to do and it, it, I was eventually drowned out as a, as just a personality. I was I wasn't so much a partner or a love interest, more so just the guy who paid for everything, the guy who worked for everything. You know, it was like it was like woe is me, the housewife having been having to be stuck here with the kids, and you had did this to me. The least you could do is work your ass off to make it up for the fact you did this to me. You know that kind of thing. And you know, there's there's a merit to to that kind of thinking in small dosage, but to make that your reality, it's toxic. It, it, it you lose you lose track of where you guys started, and all you're, all you're at is where you're going, and, and you're just stuck in that vicious cycle. Shit, sure, uh,
0: that's that's my first that's my first marriage, right? You, you like we literally decided that our, the things that we decided were important to us, right? And my kids, like, I have two sons that have to live through that. And that is the, that I, I believe that's the part where it's like, look, if I'm being super honest, and, you know, I, I will say this to anybody, fix your crap now in this relationship, because if you're not careful, it's going to be your next relationship. Because you're have a type. Yeah. For guys, the person that we marry, that is the, by definition our type. Like, and the unfortunate part is, if you take, forget the physical attributes, everything about that person is a, is the last person you're with. So you're better off fixing those or addressing those things, not fixing them, but addressing, facing those things, living with those things and dealing with those things now, because you're going to deal with it in your next relationship. Right, Chris? Yeah. Right. And, and, and so I don't say it in a, um, a dismissive type of way. It's like, my wife is literally a lot of the personality of my ex-wife. So my I married my type again. It's hard, it's challenging, and it hurts. Like, this is one thing women don't know about guys. When we, if we get to a point where we're saying, even the, the asshole that we talked about before, if we get to a point where we say, I want to marry you, we've already committed. We're completely vulnerable. And the worst person to ever, like not having your side is somebody that knows everything about you. And when we lose that, we don't course correct. We we spiral out of control. And it's the most gut-wrenching experience that we can have in our life, right? Um I'm okay and I'm honest about the fact that I'm not a good single guy. I'm like I love my wife. <laughs> I love being married because I, I just that's what I that makes me a, a better person. Not, yeah. not that it completes me, it makes me a better person. So the way we react to that is completely like, not just marriage, but just saying I love you, and really meaning it to a woman. It throws us off. My sons are young, and they you know, I've had a couple songs to go through, like, breakups, and I'm like, yo, don't do that, yo, like, you got you to say true to you. Because if you respond to that emotion, you become a bad you don't become the person you want to be you're a bad person yeah. you you can't swim upstream of that marriage is not it's not easy but it's not hard either no i mean the love like
2: you were talking about you know marriage and love i think and and being very similar in the sense that for guys that, that is kind of the that barrier where once once we've crossed that threshold like it's pretty much all or nothing for us and yeah. It's really hard to, I think, go through that, feel like you can do that again, right? Like, I mean, when I went through my divorce and separation, like, I was convinced that that was it for me. I was like, well, I'll just be single for the rest of my life because I'm not dealing with that again. Um, and I realized at one point that that was kind of a, <laughs> that <sound true>. right. <laughs> and kind of a silly way yeah, to look at like it. sounds like
1: re- a reaction. That's a reaction. to, it, to Yeah, Tom.
2: it was. It was very much, yeah. um but i think you know like in my in my first marriage i was under the impression the false impression that love was automatic like love love that love once defined and established maintained without any effort without any work you know that yeah that's not true exactly i mean like yeah. we had gotten to a point especially right after the birth of our daughter that like that became everything and essentially the only thing for both of us and we drifted apart and stopped communicating all together unless it was about something to do with our kid and i mean that's literally where we are now like that's i so once, it was essentially I a precursor this, uh,
1: i once had this woman move into i was living in the ghetto the one i told you about where the you know the fence line you, you know and right. um this this the, the the duplex next to us had a, a res- an open residency and it was a mom and her four kids and she was a young mom, just barely, not even 30 yet, you know, and recently divorced, and she was pretty much hiding from her, her ex. And mm-hmm. we then right in front of her, right as soon as you leave her doorway, there's our little house, 450-square-foot house, and you got myself and my wife, first-time parents, with our baby girl. And one day, she just kind of walks over to us, and she's like, you know, I just want to let you guys... No, I see what you're doing here. I'm so proud of you you're you're on a on your track you're on a really good start. but what I need you to know what I need you to think about is that she told this to my wife, um you married him, not the baby. Make time for him and it's not till now after all this like eight years later. That I'm actually fully understanding what that meant, and it's it's the small things. It's, it's kind of what you just said. You get married to each other. You t- you two are the center of each other's worlds. When you yep. start when you start making other goals, the the other when you say makes the other things the center of your world, you naturally push out that other aspect. You know the other.
0: Because you. Not think to get you have room it.
1: Well, you just lose track of it. Dude,
0: I'll, Joe, I'll be a, it's okay to be emotional, right? Yeah. So my, one of my sons asked me, uh, as my daughter was going to college, he said, Hey, hey Pop, um, what is it going to be like for you know my sister to leave the house? I said, Babe, I understand this. I've never focused my life around my children. Because one day you're going to leave, right? And I have to be OK with the fact that you guys are going to leave me one day. And the person I have to be with is like, well, his stepmom. Like That's that's where my life is focused around. I've changed careers around that. I have made less money around that because what scares me the most is losing my family. Right. My kids one day Well, they're all 18 now. Right. I knew that it was inevitable. Because I got divorced, I, I realized like, yeah, nothing is kind of constant, except for the fact that, you know, it's going to be everything's unconstant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what what that lady said to you is not wrong, but what I will also say to you is that there is a level that I wish more guys got this, right? It's the principle of grace, and I and I I mean that with a hundred percent. I don't expect my wife to be perfect. I expect her to uh, understand my flaws and my weaknesses and to be like I'm with her because she is the opposite of my weaknesses and my flaws. But I also have to be understanding of her and and what she's good at and what she's not good at. And that's hard to get to. To hear the rest, tune into this week's episode of The Chris and Andre Show.